fans and welcome to this week in Nickelodeon history. My name is Captain Eric and I'll be covering all of the Nickelodeon shows that either started or ended between the times of January 30th and February 5th. So I just wanted to uh, quickly apologize about the release snafu of last week's This Week in Nickelodeon History episode. Uh, It was ready to go. I had it all queued up. And something had happened on the, my computer's end where it, it wasn't I wasn't getting a, a connection and I wasn't able to remotely, you know, link in. And I also wasn't able to get home because New England was hit by winter storm Keenan. And I think the fact that Keenan had hit New England this hard and I was unable to get back home to release that episode, I, I think I'm I'm let off the hook as far as the this week in Nickelodeon history, I, I feel like if there was ever, ever a uh, a good excuse for a not releasing a Nickelodeon related project, a storm named Keenan should should suffice. I I should be covered by that, but um, I I am safe. Everything was safe. We actually we didn't get hit as hard as expected, but the snow was was enough that you know it was just kind of better to stay safe stay off the roads, let, let everybody clean them up and, and just do my part cleaning up the sidewalks and, and helping out whoever else I can in, in the neighborhood. So, uh, yeah, hopefully anyone else out there in, in the new England area, if or, or beyond, if this storm affected you, hopefully you're all safe. Hopefully you're all doing well and, and hopefully you're all staying safe. And if, uh, if, if you're not in a safe position at this moment, then hopefully you are able to get one as soon as possible. So, uh, my heart's out there for you. Uh, it's never, I've been living, you know, New England my whole life. So I know snow is, is never the easiest thing. And, and certainly for those of you out there who might be in situations that the, the snow is certainly impactful, then, then yeah, Keenan, Keenan might've been a rough time. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's move on with the rest of the episode. <laughs> Now, uh, I'm going to start this episode not with a Nickelodeon show, but with a uh, a drop of NFTs coming out on February 1st, 2022 through Funko, one of my favorite companies in the world getting into the NFT line. And as I have talked about this uh, frustration I've had with this uh, current drop, I've had to, you know, over explain NFTs to people left and right but then explain my frustration about them. You see, I find myself as someone uh, on the fence in the middle of NFTs, and, and not that I don't understand what they are, but I feel like the people who are extremely for NFTs and the people who are extremely against NFTs are uh, arguing about different things. You see, at least in, in my world, the way I can explain it are the, the people who are very pro-NFTs are are very pro for the the primarily the technology that are behind them what what makes them nfts over simply just you know pictures or a jpeg or anything like that uh, a, a blockchain that you can follow from person to person a way to track digital art 
and and hey, there's the subsection of people there who who like to collect, and if they want to collect digital art, so be it. The people who are against it are rightfully so these companies and celebrities and and everybody under the sun coming out of the woodwork producing cheaply made pieces of digital art to to drum up exclusivity to drum up collectability and to just try to make money in 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 reality off of nothing now with what funko is doing which i kind of like is offering the chance to you know, hey, possibly earn physical goods, which I like. I like that option. If you're going to at least gamble with with digital goods, the the chance to get something physical, hey, that that at least, you know, is in the same line for me as claw machines. You're throwing your money into something with the chance of earning something physical. I can get behind that. What I can't get behind and what really upsets me, and this is, you know, I, I'm allowed my Bill Burr moment, okay? Everybody out there in your own world, you're allowed to have that one thing that is just, that it's allowed to irritate you. First world problem or not, like, you're just, you're allowed to be irritated about that one thing, you know? And for me, it's the fact that out of the, of course, Nickelodeon drop of, of Funko products, um, out of the six physical pops that are dropping in this lineup, two of the characters have never been released ever in physical form. Uh, Vlad Plasmius and Ember McLean, uh, villains of Danny Phantom, two of the most popular villains from Danny Phantom, being released under not just, you know, a numbered exclusivity. There's only about 1,500 of these things being made. They're behind this NFT drop. And I get it. You got to dangle fruit to get people to want to come to this thing. But you could have done variations like you did with every other character in this drop. Freddy Funko, Tommy and Chucky, Arnold. You could have just done straight up variations of pre-existing characters as to not screw the average consumer. Vlad and Ember could have easily been in a Danny Phantom lineup of Funko Pops. They already released Danny on his own as a Comic-Con exclusive, but they could have easily had a full Danny Phantom release that would have sold gangbusters in Hot Topics, FYEs, GameStops, all over the country. Like, that would have been a crazy set to go after. Glow-in-the-dark variants, glitter variants, you name it, but no... They're just hiding all these characters behind all this crazy exclusivity for I absolutely no reason. So it's it's like now I have to get into NFTs if I want a chance to to buy this at a reasonable price of gambling with NFTs, uh, and uh, instead of the inevitable, which is going to have to spend money on the secondhand market, um, you know, from somebody who who gambled their money just as much as I did and 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 won. And they're they're allowed to to cash in on that, you know, as as I would if if I were them. So, uh, but I I'm just a collector of of these things because I I like them. I legitimately like none of my Nickelodeon collection is ever going to be sold. That's unless it comes to the point of owning that is a space issue. Then it's I'm knocking off like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then I I may knock off uh, Avatar then I may knock off like certain exclusives, but there's a core set of characters there 
that I will have for the rest of my life. And even if the boxes become an issue, well, then I'll open them up and I'll find a way to display them in a, in a decorative way on the wall, you know, as they're not, you know, ruining space in my life. If I'm in a nursing home and I'm watching them, you know, next to my bed, I love them. Uh, so I, I just, I hate seeing that license being used in that way. And it's crazy because they had just did a, an animation drop like a, a week prior. And I remember at work looking at the animation characters they had for that drop. And it was like Popeye and Flash Gordon. And I was like, man, thank goodness they didn't do Nickelodeon characters. And then the next one is Nickelodeon. I, it's, it's sublime. Now with whatever I gamble with, um, I may not walk away with any physical pops at the end. Uh, I'm still going to own NFTs, which may be worth money. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's, it's, a, it's a whole new world, as they say. Um, but there's, there's really, like, there's great technology behind, behind like, the idea, like, NFTs and, and trading digital art and knowing the owners and if there, there does have to be a, trans, you know, I know the whole idea of a transaction, but... If you're in that space, it means something. And if you're not and you just want a picture, yeah, sure. Copy and paste it. Throw it up on the wall. You do you. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. You know, that's it's as I always say. And, and I am a, I've always been a collector of, of pops and, and cards and video games. And I firmly believe that this statement like is just it's 100 percent true. And it, and it just encompasses. Anything that you can complain about of people spending their money on it, NFTs, anything, something is only worth what someone else is willing to pay for it. That's it. Like nothing has any guaranteed value in this world, and un un you know, unless somebody's willing to pay for it. That's just it. So you could be holding on to a one of one of something, and it, 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 to you, you could throw it out there for a million dollars. It's only going to be worth a million. If somebody pays for for it for a million dollars, that's just it. But anyway, that's a whole tangent. Uh, let let's get on to the shows, the movies, and all of the the good stuff. Well, I'm not sure about this first one. Three years ago, on February 1st, 2019, Lip Sync Battle Shorties finished its run on Nickelodeon. Presented by Nick Cannon and JoJo Siwa, the show ran for two seasons of 20 episodes. A spinoff of the highly popular lip sync battle in which uh, celebrities of many degrees go on a show and and lip syncs to lip sync to songs that maybe they shouldn't be lip syncing to and super popular songs. And I, I don't know. I, I, I anytime I hear about lip sync battle, um, I think about what Bo Burnham mentions in his special just about it. It's it's celebrities we've seen too much of lip syncing to songs we've heard too much of and it, like our attention is worth more than that and i like i yeah i kind of believe that um and uh yeah i don't know like it's in in some ways they've gone super over the top and and creative with it and in that regard i can respect the theatricality of it and and actually to the degree that some of these celebrities will go um shout out to tom holland and his uh his rihanna bit but uh, yeah, the the shorties version was a little bit more, you know, down to earth. Was more kid appropriate. Uh, helped brought to the screen with with Nick Cannon and Nickelodeon Homestay, and of course the ever popular JoJo Siwa. Four years ago, on February fifth, two thousand eighteen, 
uh, Zufari, a miniseries, premiered on Nickelodeon. Five years ago, on February 5th, 2017, Dora and Friends Into the City finished its run on Nick Jr., created by Chris Gifford and Valerie Walsh Valdez. Dora and Friends Into the City is a spinoff of Dora the Explorer that takes a teenage Dora into the city with her friends. She has multiple friends now, uh, human friends, not just animals and and trolls and, and monkeys and iguanas, but nope, just human friends, and she's a teenager, and I don't know what kind of adventure she's getting into. I, I feel like they just, you know, even if it's more mature in language, I I can't imagine it's any cooler than the adventures that Dora was going on as a as a child with boots. I mean, those seemed at times mildly dangerous and uh and adventurous. And I I don't know uh I don't know if I could sit through Dora and friends into the city. I, I it just the idea is the I don't know the uh, I what they've done with the Dora brand at least with the live action movie I think's pretty cool. Uh, taking the the idea of a, of a, a more adult Dora but still being like an Indiana Jones like character that's that's what you do if you're gonna grow up with your audience I mean you could I heard ever, good things about that movie I have not seen it yet but I've I've anyone who has talked about it to me in person has said decent things so uh, I I might give that a run six years ago on February first two thousand sixteen. Paradise Run premiered on Nickelodeon. The American reality competition show was presented by Daniela Monet. When we just uh, spoke about this on last week's episode, uh, you know, wasn't wasn't that long that we were talking about Paradise Run, and I spoke about my uh, my like of Daniela Monet in her uh, in, a, in her victorious role, but never really spoke about my uh, my thoughts on the show. I haven't seen it since last week. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, like short lived reality, like reality competition shows in general, it's tough for me to get into. There's so many of them. And even when there's one on, on Nickelodeon, I mean, I'm not flocking to it right away, but, uh, if, if it's worth looking into and there's someone out there really digs it, let me know. I will, uh, I will consider it. Eight years ago, on February 3rd, 2014, Wally Kazam premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Adam Peltzman, the show ran for two seasons of 52 episodes. Now, I have never seen an episode of Wally Kazam, but uh, there's one thing that I always remember anytime it's brought up. And uh, when it was airing on television, my cousin's kid was young enough to be watching Nick Jr. at the time and I remember I had to have been watching him babysitting him for for a while and and Nick Jr. must have been running because there was a commercial for Wally Kazam this this CGI like little troll you know magical show very much in the Nick Jr. style and they were promoting a new episode that had a guest star role featuring Tony Bennett that um they were like they promoted this guest star so he was the most prom- i don't know like the commercial at the time i was dumbfounded as as like he was so pushed for kids there's not a kid in the room 
who knows who Tony Bennett is. And I know that that commercial is there for the for the adults, but even for, you know, the adults at the at the time, like my cousin, who is older than I am, was, you know, when I spoke to him about this was, you know, chuckling at the idea, too, that like what they were really heavily promoting Tony Bennett. I love Tony Bennett. Don't get me wrong. But like the Nick Jr. audience is not the. I don't know. I don't want to down that they were able to get Tony Bennett on Wally Kazam. I just, the, the way the commercial was shot at, in the moment, I remember it being humorous to me. Nine years ago, on February 2nd, 2013, Victorious finished its run on Nickelodeon. Baked out of the Schneider Bakery, the show ran for four seasons of 57 episodes. I, I really enjoyed Victorious. The cast was extremely fun, and they bounced so well off of one another. I have to say that even even now, when when they've been seen in 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 Instagram posts and in videos, they their chemistry is just it's sublime. It's it's crazy just how much they gel with one another. Um, and and even for those that may not be as close as they once were, I mean, they still probably have that that chemistry together if if they had to act with one another, you know? Like once you're once you're able to tap into that, you you can get back into that again, but the cast just won me over on the show. It was worth watching and and when it was on Netflix, it's certainly a bingeable show in that regard. And um it's it's trust me, even though it's from Nickelodeon, it's not as like immature as maybe some other past live action shows you would expect. There are some kind of like shockingly mature moments in this show that come out of nowhere and they just kind of they come and go. It comes so fast that maybe even the people at Nickelodeon were like, OK, cool. All right. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, I look, I can't say enough good things. The music is pretty fun in the show. The cast has a lot of fun playing their parts, playing their roles. The the comedy is is pretty good. You're not going to sit there and and hold your gut like you know, laughing on the floor with tears coming out of your eyes. But there are some pretty funny episodes that, that still get some chuckles out of me. Now, of course, you can't bring up Victorious without bringing up the, the extremely massive rise of Ariana Grande that she took off in her music career. And, uh, and just what an absolutely wonderful career to have for yourself. I mean, she has an extremely gifted talent with, with her voice and she showed it off many times on Victorious and uh, in Cat in as a character, you know, as 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 ditzy as characters can get annoying on on long running shows. I thought that the Cat character was very endearing throughout the show, and she played it in a in a grounded way at times that um, took took away from the silliness for a second and at least let you you know appreciate some emotional moments and when you can have when you can give those goofy characters at least those emotional moments once in a while it, it at least you know keeps the goofiness like okay it's almost just like you hit the reset button again you're like all right you can you can be unchalantly goofy for like another few episodes but you gotta have another emotional moment to to keep everything good i mean that's how shows like any other sitcom like with family matters and full house that might have to deal with the occasional annoying character. You got to have those emotional beats with them to still keep them invested with the the viewers. And I thought that Ariana's acting with that character, like just carried it obviously even beyond victorious into a spinoff Sam and cat alongside Jeanette McCurdy from iCarly. 
Uh, so yeah, Victorious, check it out if you have Netflix, if it's still on there. If not, Paramount Plus definitely has that as well. Victorious is worth a watch. I highly recommend it. Nine years ago, on February 1st, 2013, the T-Nick Top 10 premiered on T-Nick. Hosted by Nick Cannon, the show uh, had a New Year's Eve special on December 31st, 2012, before becoming a regularly aired programming spot on February 1st, 2013. Uh, It's pretty much Nickelodeon's TRL, uh, very in line with that kind of idea of music, bringing interviews to to the screen as well through Nick Cannon uh, ran for seven seasons and went all the way till March 17th 2018 10 years ago on February 4th 2012 had a rock premiered on Nickelodeon created by Jim O'Doherty the show ran for one season of 25 episodes 14 years ago on February 1st 2008 Roxy Hunter and the Secret of the Shaman premiered on Nickelodeon. The movie's director was Eleanor Lindo, and its animation directors was David Molina and Terry Shakespeare. Fifteen years ago, on February 3rd, 2007, the Naked Brothers Band premiered on Nickelodeon. The show, created by Polly Draper, ran for three seasons of 37 episodes and five specials. Uh, The show is a uh, continuation of the Naked Brothers Band movie, which is a mockumentary about a fictional band of, trust me, not like, thank goodness they weren't actually naked on the screen. But uh, no, it's it's a band of brothers, Alex and Nat Wolf. And in fact, Polly Draper uh, is their mother. They they came up with the idea of the Naked Brothers Band and, and the movie project and, and got that made. And here they had a Nickelodeon show uh, all their own. It ran three seasons, 37 episodes. That's a respectable amount of time on Nickelodeon. Uh, the, the show debuted with the first two episodes garnering 3.7 million viewers. And uh, the, after their show's premiere, their, uh, their big song, Crazy Car, was placed on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Uh, and the uh, the soundtrack of the first and second seasons was on the top 200 Billboard charts. I mean, hey, that is respectable business for the Naked Brothers Band. I was not a a watcher of the show, not a not a fan, if you will. But like, I can I can respect the the work that was placed here. It's it's a lot of a lot of work, and and congratulations. And as I mentioned when I talked about the movie, that the brothers have gone on to do incredible projects that i i would recommend diving into each of them they've they've done some great stuff so uh check that out 19 years ago on february 3rd 2003 the electric piper premiered on nickelodeon the tv movie was directed by ramey musquiz and written by bill burnett 24 years ago on february 2nd 1998 binya binya premiered on nickelodeon um, Binya Binya is tough to talk about because there's not much to see of it. It is a short-lived miniseries of uh, Gullah Gullah Island. Of course, the Binya Binya frog, the, the polywog, if you will, is, is a very popular mascot character of the Gullah Gullah Island franchise. And they filmed this miniseries on the Nickelodeon Studios lot of Orlando, Florida, when it was o- open and running at the time in 1997 filmed five of these episodes and they premiered once 
on Nickelodeon each day from February 2nd to February 6th. And as, as I mentioned, they only aired once, and um, there was never a release of these on home video. For a while, the only known footage of this series was a promo advertising the series. Um, and, and other than that, there have been some snippets of a few of the episodes that have surfaced online. But as far as I know, as of this recording, the uh, the whole Binya Binya series is is still lost out there. I don't know how these pieces of lost media like come into play. People just did they spend time just recording their televisions throughout the 90s and 80s and uh, are just sitting on these VHS tapes only for people to shuffle them around through yard sales and they I'm I'm sure this is exactly how things are are found but let me just double check live here. Double check and see what we got for the Binya Binya show. Uh yeah, we we got the intro here and uh and that's pretty much it. Um, Binya Binya spinoff. Let's see. I'm specifically, it's not like I'm, I didn't do like research for the show. I'm just specifically looking. Uh, we also get the credits for Binya Binya as well available. There, there's a, there's some clips of, of the show. It, either way, this is just a complete lost series. And I, I got to imagine maybe somewhere in some, some yard sale, some tag sale, there's a VHS of at least one full episode of Binya Binya that was recorded in, in 1998. I like I got to imagine it's out there somewhere. We got to find this thing. It's got to be the next big like Nickelodeon hunt. I mean, we, we have found so many other pieces of lost media over the years that it's we're starting to run thin on, on like big Nickelodeon ones. Binya Binya has to be next. 30 years ago, on February 1st, 1992, Nickelodeon Wildside Show premiered on Noggin. The show was a nature show hosted by uh, kid hosts Jessica Durante and Scott Tunnel in its first season, which uh, ended its run on September 30th, 1995. It was then picked up once more, and this is wild, 13 years ago on February 2nd, 1999, is when the second season of the Nickelodeon Wild Side show premiered with new hosts Jillian Hirasawa and Gordon Michael Wolvet. Uh that that's wild in and of itself. That second season also finished its run all the way on March 31st, 2002. I have not seen a, a really a bit of the Nickelodeon Wild Side show. The logo seems familiar and some of the footage like I definitely have seen maybe promos for it or at least maybe the beginning or endings of some of these shows, but I, I don't have any like memories of watching it. But I, I always loved wildlife shows as a kid. Uh, I The Jack Hanna series of VHS tapes were always a form of entertainment. Steve Irwin on Animal Planet, some of the best times I've had watching television. That guy is absolutely one of the best personalities that has ever existed. But hey, if 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 it's wildlife involved, like I'm I'm there. Like it's it's interesting to watch. And you know, obviously, if if we can bring that to to more kids, that kind of information, that's always a great thing. Zabumafu, wonderful show to learn about animals and whatnot. Uh, and and to think that we're ending there, you you would be wrong, because in fact, uh, 31 years ago. On February 3rd, 1991, 15 premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by John T. Binkley, the show ran for four seasons of 65 episodes. And legitimately, I have no memory of, of this show airing on Nickelodeon. 
zero memory of it. Uh, it, what's what's notable about this show is its guest cast, which included Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool himself on Nickelodeon all the way back in the 90s. Uh, I, yeah, I have no recollection of the show, but 15 followed the students of fictional Hillside School and dealt with a variety of issues, including dating, divorce, alcohol abuse, infidelity and friendship. The show played heavily into stereotypes, including two characters named Dylan and Chris, who wore leather jackets to show off their toughness, but which could not completely disguise their inner selves. At one point, they play a gig with their band Ten Teenagers in Love at local eatery and hangout spot, The Avalon. All right, cool guys in leather jackets. That's it's, uh, it's what it's all about. Ryan Reynolds actually played one of the main characters, Billy Simpson, for the... Uh, through the four seasons. So that that's very interesting. Hey, check check it out. I I have no like is is 15 on Paramount Plus? Let's do a search right now. Let's pull up Paramount Plus. Let's see if 15 is on there. And I mean, it ran for a substantial amount of time. I Now, I don't know if this is fully Nickelodeon owned. No, 15's not popping up. Uh-oh, we couldn't find that. Well, it looks like YTV was involved, um, in, and that's where it aired in Canada also from 1991. So I don't know if they just uh, solely own it. But uh, the the rerun rights are currently... Oh, well, I should have just looked right here. Rerun rights are currently held by the Peter Rogers Organization, which has made the first season of 15 available for free on YouTube. And I'm currently clicking on a YouTube link... To just double check for you and all of you 15 fans, this playlist does not exist. Don't click on that link. Uh, let me just search it. 15. Nickel no, not Taylor Swift. Nickelodeon. There we go. 15 Nickelodeon full episodes. Yeah, uh, you can certainly find episodes of 15 around uh, around YouTube. It's, it's certainly not hard to find, including scenes with a young Ryan Reynolds. Hey, they're all right there on YouTube. Uh, let's we'll we'll dive in that. Check it out another time. But anyway, that is this week in Nickelodeon history. Thank you for for joining me on this episode. If you have made it thus far, thank you for endearing me. Uh, thank you for making me a part of your week. You are a part of mine, and I appreciate each and every one of you for joining me uh, on this week in Nickelodeon history. Until next time, stay safe. Uh, be kind to one another, and we will see you here next time. On the Lord of Hibbert, Nick. On the Lord of Hibbert, Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Tiggy Low, while living number one, Nickelodeon.